Are you ready to create and grow the impactful and profitable business you've been dreaming of? It's all possible. A bigger audience, more impact, and a new revenue stream. We'll show you how. I'm Jenny Barcelos. And I'm Sandy Connery. And this is the Soulful MBA Podcast. Welcome to episode 48 of the Soulful MBA Podcast. Today's episode is called Bond. Now, this episode is an interview with one of our friends and colleagues in the online business world. Amanda Bond is known by many as the Facebook ad strategist because she's phenomenally gifted at giving people advice about how to use and improve their Facebook ads. But this conversation is not going to be centered around Facebook ads. In our conversation with Amanda, we talk about the mindset issues and hurdles that she has had to overcome and come to terms with in order to find success in her business. We hope you enjoy the conversation, and if you love what you hear, we'd much appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thanks so much. Now on to the show. Well, hi, Amanda. We are very excited to have you on the Soulful MBA podcast. I know Sandy and I have been eagerly awaiting this interview for months now, so welcome. Thank you so much. It was It's almost been a year since we last met in person, I think. It's yeah. been a while. San Diego, you did a great presentation. That's where we first met you was in San Diego um, at the Screw the Nine to Five live event, right? Absolutely. And it was such a fun time there and to mastermind with you ladies. So I'm excited to chat today. Yeah. And so for those of you who don't know Amanda Bond, she is a Facebook ad strategist and an incredibly vibrant entrepreneur who is shifting the conversation around paid marketing. And Amanda, you sort of are very omnipresent around Facebook and the internet and in marketing circles these days. And I think our community is a little bit shy around that stuff. Typically, like Facebook ads are still a little scary for most of the folks in our group. So I just wonder maybe if we can start out by sharing a little bit more about you and your background and then we can ease into kind of the stuff that you do day to day. Perfect. Well, I'm actually going to make it really fun and simple for everyone. So if you're worried about it being really hard or really strategic, we're going to take the fears out of that. But I am Bond. I'm owner of The Ad Strategist, where we help people stop guessing and start getting results with Facebook ads. And this is a brand that's been in existence for uh, just under two years. I think we're going on our our two-year anniversary next month now. Dang, time flies by. But before that, I was actually a social media manager and I was also the director of PR and marketing at North America's largest yoga conference. So I have um, some just different background with the organic social side of the game. I was really honing in on my skills there and then started to see results with Facebook ads and went in all in on that brand. Now we help educate people on strategy, provide education, and really help them to hone in on turning attention into revenue and their business. I did not know about the yoga side of you. Did you, Jenny? No, I no. didn't either. No. You didn't? No, I thought you did. That's awesome because that's what, what most of our folks do for a living. Huh. So can you tell us a little bit about what caused you to want to break into entrepreneurship on your own? Because I think that that is our core audience is a group of people, primarily women, although we have some awesome men in our community, who are really focused on creating something unique and important in the world. And 
I think either have just broken into this idea of becoming entrepreneurs or are teetering on the edge of it. So what was the moment for you that made you think like whatever exists out there, whatever existing agencies or companies are not quite right, I have to start something brand new? Great question. I don't think I've ever looked at it from that perspective because for me, entrepreneurship was something that I was always fascinated with. Looking back, our path is, you know, 2020 vision on the the backwards view of it. And I was always that kid starting lemonade stands or making bracelets and hustling them through my friends at school. So I always had that little spark inside of me of realizing that I could take my passion or I could take something that I felt creative about and that self-expression that it gave me and attach it to creating commerce, right? Like having that financial aspect to it as well. So for me, it was just, I never felt full at my corporate job. And so I do come from a corporate world of sales and marketing at places like Labatt's and Pepsi, but I just always felt like there was something that was stifled inside of my own creativity and my own self-expression. So I was just trying things all the time on the side. And it actually was with my local service club. So I was a member of my local Rotary Club and I was just using my talents and my skills and networking and sharing that personality on social media that kickstarted my social media freelancing before the ad strategist was born. So the answer is just kind of leaning into those passions that I was finding and then analyzing along the way, hmm, is there a market for this? Hmm, how would I be able to sell this? Like one thing that I came across that didn't work for me was crocheting. I really love crocheting, but I couldn't create the <laughs> I couldn't create the link between how the heck can I crochet and create value in a business that could scale. So just along the way I kept pivoting like a maniac to lean into those passions, which landed me at the ad strategist, which just lights me up because you get to be creative in the ads, you get to have fun writing copy and expressing yourself fully. Uh, And you just, you know, for me, it's fun because I get to drink and say things on the interwebs with my fun breakfast wine with Bond Facebook live show along the way. And so just bringing all those passions and talents to the table. So I think this must have been pre-creative bug. Yeah, (laughs) like because some folks have figured out how to crack the code with crochet and entrepreneurship. So we want to give them props right now for figuring that out. I'm also a little bit jealous of those those ladies, too. Yeah, absolutely. And looking back, I see those paths and, and patterns now, but I didn't have the marketing skills to understand how to make that happen. So in learning the process, in learning how to market my business, I realized I was really freaking good at marketing and that was my corporate background background in sales and marketing as well. So for me, it was a perfect marriage and I'm just having so much fun with it. So Amanda, I'd love to hear you speak about um, some of your fears and some of your mindset. And one of the things that has always impressed me about you is your ability to be super um, honest with your audience. Like there's no fake happy, happy here with Amanda Bond. It's like, this is what I'm feeling. I want you guys to know about it. And um, so I remember the, the, I think you've written a couple um, blog posts or Facebook posts, plus a couple live videos where you expressed um, some mindset issues 
where you're like not doing what you expect yourself to do. There's, you know, a little bit of playing small, a little bit, a lot of fear. And I would just love to hear um, your take on and, and how you deal with that. Like, how do you get yourself from this is what's happening with me to actually publicly announcing this is what's happening to me. And now I'm saying it and here's what I'm going to do. Great question. And thank you for bringing that up because every single time I do talk around these things, it's these type of podcasts that get the biggest outreach. And it's they, it's people hearing these stories and connecting with them along the way that makes the biggest impact. So I'm just so grateful that you guys talk about these things and tackle them because it is important. When I first got started, I had so much fear around not being enough whether it was not being smart enough or not being in the industry long enough, or I was on one of my mentors podcasts and I actually ended up rescheduling our podcast for the excuse that I was sick. But really it was these thoughts going through my mind of who am I to go on my mentor's podcast and talk to his audience about the lessons that I've learned? What gives me the right, this newbie, to come along versus him who's been in this space for a decade and share the knowledge and share the wisdom? So the answer to how I deal with that is I don't do it alone. I have made sure that in my business, I'm constantly investing back into myself and back into the support that I need. And so that support has looked like different things at different stages of my journey from finding a really tight membership community where I could bounce ideas off of and start start to think a little bit bigger to expanding into personalized business mindset coaching, where I have a weekly call and accountability with somebody to bring these things up along the way. Where are the fears? What's coming up for me? What am I scared of in terms of who I have to step into to create the impact that I'm looking to create in this world? And, you know, we can go as deep as like as you want in this and as I'm uncovering things about myself and why I act the way that I do there's stories and there's trauma that's coming up from years ago decades ago that is surfacing in this journey of entrepreneurship as well so it's when those things appear I am seeking support whether it's that business mindset whether it's um, therapy that comes up for some of us that is what I recommend. I don't recommend doing it alone because our minds is, can I swear on this podcast? Sure. I don't think that you can't not swear. Okay. So our minds are assholes to ourselves sometimes. So I just wanted to point that out that if you're going it alone, sometimes you're going to believe the things that your ego is telling you, or you're going to believe the things that your subconscious mind is trying to say to keep you safe right? But it's only keeping you safe because of stories from the past. So I highly recommend and use this in my practice is when those fears come up, I dive into them. I lean into the fear to see what the story is that is trying to surface. Yeah. So I I think that those are all super important points that I just wanted to ask that because I think that so often we see others and think, oh, she's got it all figured out and she knows how to do it and I'm not, and then you fall into the I'm not enough trap. So let me ask you this though, when you decided you were going to do this whole Facebook ad 
idea, this business, there are other people who are in that space teaching it and are successful. And I'd love to hear how you decided that what you know or do or teach is different than what is existing in the marketplace. And I ask that because I think our number one um, excuse, if I can use that word, from our clients is that they're not sure why they should teach online because there's already somebody doing it. Great perspective. Um, my answer to that was it wasn't apparent at first. I didn't know what made me different at first, but I found one person who was willing to say, yes, I like what it is that you are offering. And for me, it was a service-based business. So I want you to run my ads. And in running that first person's ads, I started to understand what made me different. But at first, sometimes you feel like you're really similar to what's already out in the marketplace because that's where we're learning. We're learning from seeing other people's case studies and seeing how they break it down. Where the distinction has come is just over time and experience and doing it and showing up and saying things and refining what you say. I go back and I look at content that I created a year ago and I'm looking at that content, which I believed so fully in its entirety that that was the truth and that was the one way. And a year goes by and you have so much more wisdom, you have so much more awareness through those experiences that who you are and the framework that you use just starts to appear. Almost like a dinosaur dig where you're dusting parts off and you're, you're chipping away at the, the debris that is under there encapsulating this gem. And it's already inside of us. We just need to practice by going out there and consistently sharing our message. And at first, nobody's going to show up. Nobody's going to show up to share that message. I used to post posts and there wouldn't be one single comment or one single like. And now through experience, through years of working on it, years of refining and seeing what hits and seeing what misses, but paying attention to that and not just getting hard on myself that, oh shoot, it didn't work out. It's paying attention to those things that now I can write a post and I know exactly which ones will take off. And so it's an expectation that I've learned to cultivate in the process of doing. Now, it's 100% apparent to why the ad strategist and is an amazing brand that people should work with. But that came in the journey. We've talked a lot about failure on this podcast. It's essentially the key to success in a lot of ways, right? And that's that's exactly what you're saying right now. And I, I think that, our, so our motto for our brand, for our software company is be kind, be brave, be love. And those are just what motivate us and what sort of sets us apart, I think, from a lot of other software platforms. But the be brave part is key there, right? Like like part of this decision to take this leap into owning your own business and becoming an entrepreneur requires like this very real sense of bravery that where you're acknowledging that you know failure is impending, like you have to go through it. You have to sort of build that that list of failures out or that brick wall of failures out so that then you can start to deconstruct it. And I, I love that your story illustrates that perfectly because I, I think that the other thing that happens is that people take a leap and then at that first sense of fear or failure, they jump back into something that they consider a safety net. So what when you've had those moments where you're 
writing a, a Facebook post and it's crickets, like what made you write the next one? Like what was it in your mind that said, hmm, that's disappointing. Or maybe it was like, I'm going to go drink a glass of wine or I don't know what it was, but then <laughs> what, made that. You, <laughs> what made you the next day do it again? Like what, what was that? It was wanting to understand. So instead of putting that failure on myself and, and chalking it off as, oh my gosh, I'm a failure and letting, letting those fears bubble up, it was, okay, that didn't work. So even just changing the language around, oh shoot, I failed to, that didn't work the way that it was presented. I wonder what would. Mm -hmm. You can then approach things with a sense of discovery. And so it doesn't become, oh shoot, like even yesterday, I'm doing an affiliate launch right now and I posted a post that just didn't get traction. So I still have moments where it doesn't work. And so I rewrote it, reframed it, added in more of my personality because I know that that's what works for me. And the next minute, there were 20, 20 minutes apart I did these posts. The next one took off like wildfire. I deleted the first one and just reminded myself of the lesson, the discovery of that. Okay, when I am my full self, when I express myself the way that I show up authentically as Bond, that's what works. So why am I trying to just do like really quick things to get traction? I should just stick to myself and being authentic and sharing that voice. That's what people show up to. So I always, every single day that I show up to my business, I'm having these little micro failures, but it's just feedback, right? Use it as feedback, see what works, see what doesn't, pivot from there. We were just talking about this actually. This was yesterday for us. This is this is so important this conversation because I think that if you can strip the emotion out of what you're going through as an entrepreneur and you can approach it with this curiosity or this analytical mind, it's all just data, it's all just information. So even for us, we have a software company, right? There bugs happen. Like welcome to the internet, right? Like right? this is normal. And um, sometimes they're worse than others, right? But for what has happened for me recently is that I have learned to embrace like the interestingness of the problem. Like rather than dealing with the fact like, oh my God, videos aren't playing in somebody's site. I, ha I can think about like, what is going on? What little one like semicolon <laughs> is going on in the code that is making a video not play for this student in this one site. Like it becomes a puzzle. And I, and I think that that's just a very visceral kind of picture of what one example of this is. But when you can start to think about it that way as a lesson or as data, you can strip out all that weird emotional baggage that we attach to anything that, that we do in our business. Like, and, and that's the key to being able to actually solve the problem, right? Like for you, you wrote a post yesterday, it didn't get traction. Like if you had let your fear control you, you would have like freaked out and closed your laptop or, you know, but you didn't, you're like, huh, I'm going to write a second one and try something else. And I, it, that is the, that is like the genius of being an, like, that's the, that's the answer. I feel like you just like cracked the code. <laughs> And that is, we did a whole podcast on that, Jenny, which was curiosity. Like yeah, that's right. That's what it is. It's like, why didn't that work? And then you just retweak it. And then it's like, huh, interesting. 
Interesting. And it speaks to the authenticity that we all must approach our businesses with, what Amanda had said. And there's some big, loud voices on the internet space, specifically around making money and online business and marketing and so on. And I just think that you can't go wrong if you show up as yourself. And it's when we try to copy someone's formula or, um, and this is what we were had a very long conversation this morning, Jenny, um, about trying to figure out exactly who we are and being really confident in that voice and that we don't have to follow what everybody else is doing. And the more or the less we follow, the better we are going to, to be. So yeah, I think that was a really, a really great point, Amanda. This podcast is brought to you by the Namastream software platform. Namastream is a tool designed to help you teach, train, and coach from anywhere on the planet. If you're a wellness professional looking to take your business to the next level, you can learn more at namastream.com. It's so fascinating that you that you're talking about this because I actually have data to prove it. Then when that when people aren't feeling in alignment with their ads, when they're not feeling in alignment with the messaging that they're putting out there, even if it's just like this small little buzzing in their gut of heaviness, our clients' ads don't perform. And so we've started to really dive in and look at these things, analyze the past. How was the client feeling going into this? Were they their true selves or were they trying to impress somebody that was an affiliate partner of theirs? Were they trying to show up like somebody else and model that person? And so I've analyzed the data and every single time that that alignment wasn't there, ads don't perform. So the one thing that I truly believe the ad strategist is portraying as the gift that we can give to this industry is letting people know that it's okay to be themselves and use a strategy that amplifies them. They don't have to be like anyone else. There is no cookie cutter four-step formula of getting success. It's about truly living who you are and your happiness and then understanding what people resonate with and choosing to amplify those things. There's so much just misinformation out there, but it all comes back down to feeling in alignment with the messages that you're putting out in your marketing. Oh my God. I can't even understand what you're saying. This is so fantastic. So like that just makes me so happy to, know, to, to you know, we, we think that should be true, but I know that you're a super numbers person. So when you say you've got data, I completely believe you. Um, but so does, does that come down to like, if, if it's other people writing the copy, that was the Facebook ads copy, is that, does it happen more often when someone is writing it? Like there's a skill to writing copy, obviously, like not everyone can do it. Um, like, does it happen more when someone else is working on their ads or do we have to have the confidence and say, you know what, Amanda, you wrote that and I just don't feel good about it. Can we please rework that? Well, usually what's happening is if the copywriter is getting direction, there's the intention behind that direction that transfers in the words. And so if you're, you know, if the business owner isn't feeling good about something and then they tell a copywriter to show up. The copywriter, there's nothing that they can do to overcome what's going through the business owner's head. And so they can try and jazz up that copy as much as humanly possible. But again, 
That's going to come through in the sales pages. That's going to come through in the feeling that they're putting out there. Is it feeling needy? Is it feeling like they're coming from a sense of ego? Is it feeling like they're they're trying to cover up their feelings of not enoughness? All of that will come through. And I actually, as you said that, I want to... I want to let people have just a moment of feeling a sigh of relief when it comes to Facebook advertising. There is so much information out there that is telling us to split test everything, have 18 different headlines and four different pieces of copy and two different images. And that in our, you know, hundreds of millions of impressions that we've served up for clients is incorrect, especially when you're just starting out in your business. What we should do is see what we put out into the world organically, what we're putting out on our Facebook page that gets responses, how our email list is responding to a certain message, and amplifying that. It's about telling a story and nurturing a customer throughout the customer journey. Like, how are you taking attention and turning that into revenue? It's not just one ad that makes the sale. It is multiple touch points through that customer journey. And it's a story that starts to shape up. So instead of thinking, okay, I'm going to write and have 10 different variations of ads, don't do that. Just write one variation that tells one snippet of the story and then continue it in email and then have another touch point where you bring them an ad that goes a little bit deeper. So instead of it being life or death dependent on that one ad to split test 18 different headlines because you're looking for like a micro improvement on your conversion cost, Think more expansively and say, what is the entire experience that somebody is having with our brand? Ads are the tool to do that. Ads alone are not the strategy. You can have an ad strategy, but in your business, ads are a tool. So let's have maybe one or two ads where we're just connecting with people and we're warming them up to who you are and what you're about. Heck, there doesn't even have to be a call to action. You don't have to ask for their email. You don't need to give them a freebie. It could just be, here's a quick video. It could be a snippet of a new um, yoga sequence. It could be, you know, going back to the crocheting. It could be a new pattern that you're making in a video. It's just getting people to know you. And then we can think of the other touch points along the way. So if you're just laser focusing in on that one thing and you're like, I don't know which one of these 10 headlines, like go with your gut. Your gut knows. Your gut knows what the headline is going to be. And then start to spread out that customer journey. So it's not just lead generation. Yeah, I, I love that. So what I th I think, like, I have this intuitive sense that people know when you're being real with them too, right? Like, so whether or not you split test anything, like, who, at, at the end of the day, if you're putting out who you really are as a business owner and, like, what you're really about creating in the world, the right people are going to resonate with that. And, like, as you said, Facebook is just a way to amplify what you already are. And I, I think that's I mean, that's the heart of it. So you don't need to get so freaked out about all of the nuts and bolts and like learning the ins and outs of, like you said, these micro improvements in digital marketing, because at the end of the day, like they're just in the noise, like of what's going on. They're not, it's not worth your time for most of us. Our businesses are not going to be at the level <laughs> at which that matters, right? Like I, I'm not Nike. 
So like a 0.002% increase in a conversion rate like doesn't really matter to me at all. It's not worth my precious like mind and the capacity of my brain power to even think about that. So I love that you as this like very smart analytical woman who deals with data all day is saying saying that because I think it gives people a sense that they can kind of let themselves off the hook. Like you don't need to worry about that. For any of us in any of our businesses, we don't need to think on that level for the most part. No, absolutely. We need to be focusing on the more expansive side of things. If we're worried about saving a few cents on your cost per conversion, that means we're putting time and attention towards the fear-based aspects of our business. When we should be thinking, how can we create a better customer experience? How can we nurture people towards making a decision that is beneficial for them, right? Instead of getting into the in the internet marketing space, there's a lot of fear tactics being used in marketing and in selling. So if we can just flip that script and say, how can we create a product that attracts people to it? How can we create an attractive brand that people are magnetized towards? Those are all upwards and expansive potentials. Because if I can make $10 earnings per lead every single time one new lead comes into my business, I can start to grow that. And that $10 could become $15 and then $20. And soon each new lead into your business is worth $50. So you just had a $40 improvement each time somebody comes into your business versus saving seven cents on each person. Like I would rather make 40 more dollars than save seven cents every single day of the week. So by focusing on those little nuances, cost per conversion and testing the ish out of everything, you're focusing on that really limited thinking. You're focusing on that fear side of things. When I want people to shift their, their thoughts to more of that expansiveness and just get into that abundance because that is where you can make really big strides and scale your ads. And this is why we need Amanda teaching and um, helping people with Facebook ads because nobody is doing it this way. Nobody. Nobody's using even using these words around marketing and online advertising. So I truly thank you for that because that's yeah. really amazing. And it takes us off the hook so that we don't. <laughs> people, I feel like our community looks to us, which I, I am grateful for, like looks to us for leadership and guidance on stuff. And I think that what we're realizing in our business, like as we've evolved over the last nine or 10 months, is that we love working with other professionals who are genius at what they do. And by allowing ourselves to not master everything in online entrepreneurship, we get to actually be really good at what we do because yeah. we're not spread so thin. So it's it's lovely to start to, you know, work with folks like you, Amanda, to to think about how, how we can send our community mm -hmm. to you for that so that we don't feel, you know, we're not going to be as good at answering those questions anyway. So I, I want to shift the conversation a little bit and I want to dive back into mindset because I think that you are also genius at this. And I, I think this is where a lot of our, our folks are struggling. And I wanted to just ask you some like very simple questions that I think would help some of our listeners avoid making some of the mistakes that you and I have made and Sandy's made. <laughs> I, you can leave me out of that list if you want. <laughs> that, I haven't made Sandy any doesn't mistakes. make any mistakes. So what is one lesson about kind of the online space that you wish you had learned sooner? 
like something that you've learned recently that you just like wish it hadn't taken you so long to learn? So I'm going to preface with just framing what happened in that scenario. And so I, this was before the ad strategist as a brand was born and I was still a social media uh, manager who was offering Facebook ads as a side offer, right? It was social media management and ads. And so I got into a position where I did three month contract or a three month project with this client and ended up being, I think it was a $10,000 um, amount that they paid. And then there, by the end of it, there was so many red flags that I was ignoring. What happened is I sent the final invoice and there was $1,200 that was unpaid. And then the worst nightmare of somebody online happened, a PayPal chargeback was initiated for that other amount. So I had 10,000 outstanding to me that I had received paid because I actually hired somebody to help me execute on it as well. And now it was retracted out of my account. So it, you know, I, I can see the, the, the look on somebody's face when I explain that. But trust me, I've done so much work on journaling and processing and taking accountability for how I got into that situation in the first place. And so it is a gift now. It was a whole heck of a lot of hardship while it was happening but in the end it did make me a stronger business person but the lesson that i wish i had learned sooner from that was to really trust my gut and to trust my intuition those feelings in your stomach are there for a reason and as i look back on our entire client like client relationship they were there those gut feelings were there and i kept just saying Shh, bond it's okay like it's it's a big contract this is like one of your biggest that you've had yet it's okay but my gut knew my gut knew to run and i just looked past that so i wish that i realized that sooner hmm. yeah that's great advice so do you want to run into uh the proust questionnaire jenny and then we'll go into joy and hustle yeah, these are rapid fire because we could talk about any of these for a long time. Okay. One or two one or two word answers. Okay. Okay. What is your greatest fear? Oh my <laughs> not being able to self-express. You just realized it there. <laughs> uh, which living person do you most admire? My mom. What is your greatest extravagance? Ooh, food, cheese, wine. <laughs> Which words or phrases do you most overuse? Uh, every swear word in the dictionary. Which talent would you most like to have? Talent. Acting. I definitely don't have that one. Mm. Where would you most like to live? <laughs> Here right now. Uh, what is your most treasured possession? Ooh, what is my most treasured possession? My self-awareness. Who are your favorite writers? Uh, Chuck Palahniuk, the author of Fight Club. <laughs> uh, which historical figure do you most identify with? Pass. I don't know anything about history. Pass. <laughs> this is where like the American Canadian disrupt yeah, is going to start to like, become really like, apparent. People are going to say like Abraham Lincoln <laughs> or something like that. Uh, okay, who are your heroes in real life? Canadians have heroes in real life. Who are my heroes in real life? The people that, 
That's a good question. It's evolved so much as I have evolved. So mm -hmm. the people that are willing to do the work at looking at the inside. And what is your motto? My motto is that there's lessons in life. There's lessons in everything. Love it. Beautiful. So we end every podcast with sharing a joy and a hustle. So a resource that we can then send folks to, to bring them joy for the coming week and a tool to help them hustle. So what is a resource, like a book, a movie, a course, an idea, a, sometimes Sandy talks about reusable saran wrap, no <laughs> joke. Like what is a thing that we can share with our friends on the podcast who, that they could actually click through and look at? I love it. The one that's coming to mind is very simple. It's just a companion when you work, which is Brain FM. It is just something to help you get out of your own head and create some white noise in the background. So that one is fun. Yeah, I use that. I actually really like it. Yeah, that's a great one. Okay, hustle? and what, yeah, what is a resource to help them hustle? This is one that I'm known for. It's a clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> old school here we go look at how many page, pieces of paper that are they're all like that's all my brain power in there yep a clipboard that's my answer folks you heard it here for $3.95 at your local drugstore you can get Amanda Bond's top hustle tool in your hand in your hands okay well thank you so much Amanda and where can folks find you where if folks want to learn more about you and Facebook ads and everything that you do on the internet where can they go well, I'm a big believer of ungating my content. So I always invite people to come hang out where you can actually hang out with me. I go live and answer all the Facebook ad questions over at my Facebook page, facebook.com slash the ad strategist. Excellent. And we will put links in the show notes for everyone for all of this as well. So it's been really fun, Amanda. Thank you so much. And we'll see you all next week. Thanks, Amanda. Bye, everybody. Bye. Soulful MBA is not just the name of our podcast, it's also the name of our premium business course and community. If you are a wellness entrepreneur who dreams of growing your business online, but you're not clear on your next steps and you wish you had someone to guide you, then we've got something for you. Get Soulful MBA's first syllabus and three free video lessons by heading over to soulful.mba slash sample. Da 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 da